Welcome back to Chasing Dramas. This is the podcast that discusses Chinese history and culture through historical Chinese dramas. We are your hosts, Karen and Kathy. Today we are discussing episode 32 of the story of Minglan, or in Chinese, that's this podcast is in English with proper nouns and certain Chinese phrases spoken in Mandarin Chinese. As we always do, the first part of the podcast will be an episode recap, and then we'll get into some historical analysis, and then for this episode in particular, some character analysis and book differences. If you haven't left us a rating on whichever platform you listen to us to, please do so and also leave a comment. We also have revamped our website and will be updating it more frequently. So uh, there are drama reviews um, in case you're looking for a drama to watch as we are discussing uh, the story of Minglan and want to get your thoughts on other things to uh, occupy yourself with. If you are new to our podcast, I highly recommend heading over to listen to our intro to the drama episode. That way you can uh, follow us on what we're chatting about in these podcast episodes. The intro to the drama episode can be found easily on our website or whichever platform you're listening on. So this episode is a headache for the Sheng family as the ugly nature of what Mulan and her mother has done comes to life. As with the last episode, we were like, mm, there's probably not a lot to talk about as it's primarily plot driven. But when we started writing out what we wanted to talk about, bam, a ton of ideas came out. Like the fact that uh, for some reason there are quite a few scenes in this episode that are actually funny. And even though it's a very, very somber topic for the whole Shung family, we were just chuckling while watching it. And I guess only this drama can make me laugh when um, discovering impropriety. There's also not as much history to discuss in this episode, but it is a masterclass of acting between key characters. So we'll do more in-depth analyses at some of the scenes, and then I will share various differences from the book in this episode to round out some of what is going on, because there are certainly instances where the book explains the severity of what happens better than the drama. Anyways, let's get started. The episode starts with Mulan going again to meet her lover, Liang Han, the sixth son of the Count of Yongchang. It's evident they've been having this illicit relationship for a while, but what is super interesting in the conversation between Mulan and Liang Han is when Mulan raises the fact that uh, Liang Han should go to her family to propose marriage, he actually says he doesn't think he can because his mother won't approve. His mother only likes Minglan and not Mulan. Hold up. What the heck, Liang Han? So you fully know what you're doing while having fun, but take no responsibility in the fact that you just ruined a girl and her family's reputation. If we needed any more examples of how terrible a person he is or what type of playboy he is, uh, this solidifies it. And just as Mulan is getting upset that he's not uh, going to take responsibility and marry her, her father, 
bursts into the room to catch them together. He bursts in and I'm bursting out laughing because his yell is so comical. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be laughing, but it's just like hilarious. He, of course, understands how uh, shameful this is and actually tells his servants to tie Mualan up and be taken back home. He even calls Mualan a prostitute, which is probably the worst insult a father can say to his daughter. Back at the Sheng residence, the despicable Mistress Lin stops over to where Mualan is tied up and kneeling in front of her father and Madame Wang. Lin Xiaoyang is up to her usual tricks again, pretending to faint and pushing all of her mistakes onto herself so that her daughter won't be punished. In my mind, I'm like, you really haven't improved your tactics over the years since Madame Wang sees right through it and even Sheng Hong is ignoring her antics now. He is so upset at Mualan for what she's done that Mualan is to kneel at the family shrine to await further orders and Mistress Lin is confined to her own courtyard not to leave a step. Sheng Hong even has the thought to beat Mualan to death in order to save face. Madame Wong is obviously over the moon about what happened because this is a mistake so huge that it cannot be overlooked as previous mistakes were often done. She's thinking about Lin Xiaoyang and Mualan. But just as she's about to celebrate with some wine, her eldest daughter, Hualan, also bursts into the room, which is very odd because she's married and shouldn't be coming back to her own family's uh, residence. But Hualan quickly comes in and interrogates her mother to ask if it's true about what the rumors say. Madame Wang is shocked because no news should have leaked out, but it turns out the capital, like everybody in the capital, heard that Mualan quote-unquote tripped and was helped by Liang Han, and they were all very touchy-feely. And uh, the rumors, what's, ho- what's happening? What's going on with those two? Madame Wang is like, uh, the rumor is only that Mulan tripped and was helped up by Liang Han, not that they were having an affair. What? And this is exactly where I burst out laughing again. Hualan hears that they were having an illicit tryst or relationship, whatever, and cries out in Chinese, 我的天爷呀! Or, oh my gosh, my dear lord, a couple of times before crying about how she won't be able to live if the entire capital hears about this. And then, Madame Wong recognizes the gravity of this rumor that now the capital has heard something, which to her modern eyes or ears seems rather unobtrusive. But this rumor is enough to ruin the entire family. After, you can see the cogs turning in her head, Madame Wong just straight up falls over in shock and passes out. (laughs) Again, apologies. I shouldn't be laughing, but it's hilarious because the way she falls down and passes out is like she falls onto her daughter and her daughter's over here like, what is happening with my family over here? Realizing now that he cannot contain the situation anymore, and needs help from someone smarter than him, a sheepish Sheng Hong stands in front of Grandma Sheng, clearly wanting her help on how to resolve the matter because uh, apparently 
Madame Wong is non-stop fainting, and Rulan wants to jump in the lake or else go beat her sister up. <laughs> but Grandma Sheng takes this opportunity to tell off Sheng Hong for how he was the one to create this mess. And I'm over here loving it. Yes, Grandma Sheng. She directly berates Sheng Hong that it was because he spoiled Mistress Lin all these years, which caused her to not be afraid of any consequences whatsoever. The two things that uh, Grandma Sheng says that actually makes Sheng Hong reconsider this, this whole situation is that one, Mistress Lin taught her daughter to become so self-centered as to not care about ruining the reputation of all the women of the Sheng family. And in extension, the reputation of the Sheng family itself. And number two, that because Mistress Lin taught her son, Chang Feng, to also be the self-centered, he was the one drunkenly saying egregious things that caused Sheng Hong to be detained by none other than the emperor himself. Remember, this was in episode 14 or so. These are like actually serious, uh, what do you call it, mistakes. Only upon remembering this does Sheng Hong kind of like has a come to, you know, I guess Jesus moment. Jesus moment or a come to realization moment that, oh my gosh, this is real. There's real ramifications of this. In his mind, his reputation in court and his standing in court are the most important things. Nothing can jeopardize that. So, he goes to interrogate Mistress Lin directly. In this confrontation, Sheng Hong finally sees Mistress Lin for who she truly is. This scene is a masterclass of acting between Gao Lu, who plays Lin Xiangyang, and Liu Jun, who plays Sheng Hong. As it escalates from calm to incendiary, and it uh, escalates from not slapping someone to slapping oneself and then finally slapping the person who deserves a slap in the face. Let's break this down uh, or let's break this scene down by tier. So tier one to five, tier one being the most common, tier five being the uh, most anger filled. Tier one, relatively mild. Mistress Lin is still acting as sweetly as possible, kneeling in front of Sheng Hong, but the moment she sees an opening, she asks Sheng Hong to go request marriage from the Liang family. The rumor is already out there in the open, so it's best to get this sorted before both families lose too much face. Sheng Hong is like, uh, what? He is shocked that Mistress Lin only cares about this marriage, but also pauses to think, wait a minute, how would she know about the rumors flying around? She's been in lockdown since the whole thing happened only for it to dawn on him that she must have been the one to spread the rumors. This is then, I would say, tier two in terms of anger and frustration. Sheng Hong cannot believe Lin Xiangyang would waste her daughter in such a way, but Lin Xiangyang fires back that no one cares about her daughter's happiness except for her. He only wants Molan to marry a poor student, and if the student is not ambitious or a bad match, like a bad egg, Molan's life will have been wasted. As long as they bring a little bit more dowry for Molan, then there's no reason for Molan to be looked down upon by the Count and Countess of Yongchang. Now we're in Tier 3. 
Shong Hong is even more angry because he's questioning where Lin Xiangyang will get the dowry that will be enough to save face. After all, the Count and Countess of Yongchang are one of the wealthiest families in the entire capital. They are, you know, lowly uh, courtiers compared to the noble and uh, wealthy Count and Countess of Yongchang. So where exactly is Lin Xiangyang going to get money enough for a dowry that uh, will befit a new wife of this very established family? She has the gall to say that Madame Wang should provide some money as the wife of the house. And she also says, you know, there's even Grandma Sheng. Can you believe that? She's like, I want... The madam of the house and the grandma to pay for my uh, for my daughter's dowry. Oh yeah, and he, she says it without any thought, no hesitation, and just says, "Um, this is how it's supposed to yeah, be." Yeah, uh, this is your daughter. It's the expected. rest of the it's expected. The rest of the family should pay. Like, uh, excuse me, who are you? Sheng Hong is so frustrated now, but he's more frustrated at himself for seeing how conceited this woman is and thinking that the rest of the family will help her daughter. But I say he's only at tier three in terms of frustration because he wants to slap Mistress Lin across the face, but here he slaps himself. I take it as a way for him to slap himself into the realization that this woman is in fact wretched. But that brings us to tier four. He keeps saying, how can Mistress Lin teach her daughter in such a way? Does she not know any decency? And this is the breaking point for Mistress Lin. She actually stands up from her kneeling position because she's no longer begging him. And instead, she is actually rather uh, directly confronting Sheng Hong for decrying her for not having any decency. This, I will say, is probably also the only time I agree with Lin Xiaoyang because she says, how dare you call me out for ha not having any decency when I gave myself to you? Oh, so when we were having a good time, you didn't realize I didn't have any decency and now it only matters when I'm trying to plan for my daughter? For Sheng Hong. This is like a blindfold was lifted from his eyes as he sees this woman clearly for the first time. He is recognizing that everything Lin Xiangyang has done for the last 20 plus years was an act in order for him to provide for her and that she was never, ever a decent person. He asked her if she would have said all those sweet things to gain his sympathy if he was just a poor student. She doesn't directly answer. He wants to slap her again, but still can't do it as he is heartbroken to realize that even though he's cared for her for 20 years, she probably never truly cared for him and only used him for personal gain. Mistress Lin, though, brings this conversation back to the matter at hand. Who cares about the issues of the past between him and her? The family should be thinking about how to marry Mulan to Liang Han. And this finally escalates to Tier 5, as Mistress Lin lays out how her rumors and what Mulan has done will do to ruin everyone in the family. The other unmarried daughters, Ming Lan and Wu Lan, won't be able to find husbands. The eldest son, Chang Bai, will also be looked down upon. His wife from the Hai family will also lose face. She 
Mistress Lin, Wang's the Sheng family, Madame Wang's entire Wang family, Grandma Sheng's entire family, and even the Hai family to come up with a solution that favors her. At this point, Sheng Hong finally does not hesitate and slaps Mistress Lin across the face and curses her. The woman he loved has turned out to be a shameless person who only cares about wealth and status. She, in her own right, doesn't even say anything against what happened. She does not apologize at all or say, I know this was a bad mistake. Instead, she double downs on her threat. If she goes down, the entire family will go down with her. And the words that she uses is not as nice as going down as we say it in English. She's like, if I were to die, I'm going to bring everyone else to die with me. That's really, really harsh. Let's give a round of applause for Gao Lu and Liu Jun again. Particularly Liu Jun, though, I really dislike him as a father in this scene. You could tell that uh, Sheng Hong really, really liked and cared for Lin Xiangyang and is devastated to see that the woman he loved for so long was only ever using him. But I'm also like, you're an idiot. <laughs> I personally do not condone any physical abuse, but I think somebody should have given her a verbal thrashing instead of just Sheng Hong kind of kind of petering out a little bit. Somebody should have given her Li Xiangyang a piece of everybody's mind. After this scene, we continue to explore how Molan's actions could impact the entire family. As Hualan tends to her mother, who is still sick in bed, she reveals that her own mother-in-law has continued to mistreat her, even though she has birthed the son. Her son has been taken away to be raised for a while uh, by her mother-in-law, which is ridiculous. Her son has been neglected, and her daughter had to help prevent her brother from being burned, so she was burned instead. The reason why this story is important is because it emphasizes how much harder Hualan's life will be if such a ruinous story came out about her family. Madame Wang's son, Chang Bai, will also likely be affected and his career in court could be ruined. As much as Wang Danyang's or Madame Wang hates Mulan and Lin Xiangyang, after weighing these realities, she has no choice and agrees to go to the Countess of Yongchang or uh, Countess Wu to try to get this marriage settled. But you know what? When Madame Wang meets with uh, Madame Wu, the Countess of Yongchang, Madame Wu or the Countess actually declines this marriage. She knows full well what type of person Mulan is and does not want her for a daughter-in-law. She says that she recognizes that it was extremely difficult for Madame Wang to come to her to make this request, so she has a counter-proposal. Mulan can marry in as a concubine, or Tie, but Minglan must marry in as the wife, or Qi. We must recognize how much of an insult this is, that for Madame Wang to go and ask, but to be refused in such a way, that's just a huge, you know, slap in the face. Yeah. Well, Wang Danyangzi, or Madame Wang, brings this solution back to the Sheng family. 
but is promptly shouted down by Grandma Shung. I have to say, we would all only be so lucky in our lives to have a grandmother like Grandma Shung. And if you're not lucky enough to have a grandmother like her, she's someone uh, I guess I strive to be. We've never seen her this angry. And she, right here, stands up for Milan because both Sheng Hong and Madame Wang, who are sheepishly looking for permission to agree to this, don't care about Milan at all. As long as this can solve their immediate trouble, what's the big deal that Milan marries into the Liang family? Or this noble family? I mean, I think in their mind, it's like, why are you hesitating? This seems like a good match. Grandma Sheng here angrily reveals why Madame Wu so eagerly wants a wife for her son. It's because he got someone else pregnant. Grandma Sheng doesn't want Milan to marry into such a messy family, but is happy for Mulan to go deal with this mess herself because she clearly wants to. Grandma Sheng exclaims that an alternative solution is available. In what situation or solution is that? Uh, let's just beat Mulan to death for what she's done. At least this will give our family the reputation that we are strict. Minglan and Rulan will still be seen as proper young women, and Mulan will be disposed of. <laughs> yeah, grandma, grandma's ready to go, like, go BS, to yeah, go to battle. Her aura and presence is quite unmatched, and I've never seen her this riled up. You just see Madame Wang and Sheng Hong over there like, oh my god, I'm so scared. <laughs> The solution uh, of beating Mulan to death or quietly killing her was actually brought up a couple of times. Um, we don't really see in the drama why it's not actually done. In the book, this comes up as an actual solution. Speaking of Mulan, she is kneeling in front of her ancestors at the family shrine, clearly showing no remorse for what has happened. Her older sister Hualan and sister-in-law, so her older brother Chang Bai's wife, her name is Hai Zhao Yun, comes to bring her, uh, they come to bring her food, but also shares with her the fact that Madame Wu, so Liang Han's mother, rejected Wang Danyang's proposal for marriage. Madame Wu does not want Mulan for a daughter-in-law. And I really appreciate the scene as the actress for Mulan, Shi Shi does a great job showing just a brief, uh, fearful moment when she realized that her plan may not have worked, even though moments before she was still rather self-righteous. You could see her cracking. She hesitantly reconfirms that if they don't want her, does that mean the Shun family reputation isn't wanted either? But to this, Walan responds that Grandma Shang says it's best to beat Mulan to death and they'll still retain their reputation. And that's when Mulan throws a curveball that she is pregnant and uses this as additional leverage to force the rest of the family to help her. Walan is furious at the sister and wants to find a doctor to confirm her statement, but is held back by Hai Zhao Yun, so the sister-in-law. What if they find a doctor who's very chatty? By having the doctor come for a checkup, they risk this information slipping out. So this very shameful uh, event slip out. Wallen is so angry, she's pretty much struggling for words and really does wish ill will uh, upon her sister. I mean, yeah, 
With this kind of sister, I'd be blowing up too. In the end, though, it is Grandma Shung who saves the day. After recognizing the difficult situation the family has been strangled in, she decides to make the trip to ask Countess Wu herself to bless this marriage. This was certainly a difficult step, and even Ming Lan chimed in that she doesn't care if she's married or not in the future. She doesn't care if this impacts her own future. They should not have to submit to this type of blackmail from two such despicable individuals. But weighing all of the fallout that could potentially happen for the rest of the family, Grandma Sheng, being the daughter of a duke with some sway in the capital, still does what's best for the family. I definitely don't think the drama does a good job explaining the weight of Grandma Sheng's words or her true power in the capital, which Kathy says is better explained in the book, so she will talk about that at the end of this podcast episode. The episode ends with... Hai Zhao Yun, so the sister-in-law, coming to see Mulan again at the shrine to inform her that it is done. The marriage has been arranged. Mulan gets up and only cares about the fact that she will now marry into aristocracy. She does not care whatsoever about the cost to her family or the potential dangers of marrying into this type of family, only that she will be a wife of the son of a count. And to that... I can only say, good riddance. history to talk about in this episode. Um, I think it's very clear that Mullen's actions are ruinous to the entire family. But there are a couple of idioms that I would like to explain that um, actually uh, relate to her. So the first one is In the first half of the episode, when Sheng Hong is being told off by Grandma Sheng, she tells him this line to explain how it was his spoiling of Mistress Lin that caused all of this drama in the family. So what does the line mean? The direct translation is that a thousand Chinese mile levy or dike is destroyed by ant holes. A levy is a structure that holds floodwaters at bay. Think along riverbanks or at river mouths to combat floods during tsunamis or hurricanes. The idea is that even the strongest of structures can be destroyed by the smallest of cracks. Therefore, it is important to not look past the smallest things, where it can have a very uh, deleterious impact in the future. SAT word or uh, GRE word right there. Mm -hmm. Grad school word right there. Deleterious. The idiom or phrase was written by a guy named Han Fei, who lived between 281 and 233 BC. So old dude. Very the story far goes, or the story provided on the phrase per Bai Ke, is that along the Yellow River in China, there was once a powerful levee built to withstand floodwaters. One day, an old man walked by and noticed there were termite or ant holes in the levee that seemed to be expanding. He raised his concern to his son, thinking he should report this to somebody in the village, but his son waved it off. That night, against strong winds and rains, 
the rising waters seeped through those cracks from the ant holes, and the water destroyed the levee and flooded the village. So this, again, is a reminder to Sheng Hong, hey, you kind of reap what you sow, and also, you better fix this ASAP. And also, the, the smallest things that you think were innocuous, another really good word, um, or didn't matter, can be catastrophic in the future. So, what else? Toshu Ji Qi is another idiom Grandma Sheng utters at the end of the episode to explain how Muolan and Mistress Lin plotted against the family so that she, Grandma Sheng, will ultimately do what they want because of this. And I'll be quite honest, it's a little bit embarrassing. Uh, I've heard of this idiom Toshu Ji Qi for a long time but never really fully understood what it meant so that's why I wanted to do some research for this episode. Toshu Ji Qi means more or less to beat mice, but also be wary of uh, valuable pots and pans. Originating in the Han Dynasty, the idiom story is that there was a wealthy man who had an exquisite bowl he was very fond of. One day, a uh, rat or mouse or whatever uh, entered uh, his room to eat leftover food in the bowl. The wealthy man angrily threw a rock at the rat. He was killed, but in the process, his valuable bowl was also destroyed. So the idiom's meaning is to say that even though I want to get rid of a nuisance, but I have to think about how this would impact others. It is a rather apt way to describe what's going on with Mulan. Punishing her is not the issue, but what's the impact to the rest of the Shun family? All right. So those were some Chinese idioms that we discussed, but let's talk about the acting and some uh, uh, memes that came out of this episode. First of all, I do want to give another round of applause for several actors. This episode really showcased the acting abilities of all of the cast members, but for me, the standouts are the adults. Sheng Hong, uh, who was portrayed by Liu Jun, Lin Xiangyang, who was portrayed by Gao Lu, Wang Danyang portrayed by Liu Lin, and Grandma Sheng, portrayed by Cao Cuifen. No offense, as much as we love Zhao Liying, the actress from Milan, she still has a bit to catch up to uh, these veterans. Some of the younger actresses actually in this episode also held their own. Shout out again to Shi Shi, the actress from Mulan, and Wang Heren, the actress for Hualan. She was basically the source of all of my laughter in this episode. All right, here I want to talk about uh, pop culture very briefly. In this episode, Sheng Hong, the master of the household, became a meme that is still widely used by all corners of the Chinese internet. Well, what does that mean? It's called Tu Bo Shu Jiao, or a groundhog shriek, or a marmot shriek. His yell of absolute surprise when he catches his daughter is apparently uh, very similar to a groundhog shriek. Fans of the show literally just put his shriek alongside a groundhog shriek, like, ah! and the meme, Tu Bo Shu Jiao, was born. It's now used whenever people are in shock or people want to, like, share something funny and say, like, ha 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 ha. I'm pretty sure you have seen on the internet to some, at some point, this yell of a groundhog shriek 
Or if not, we'll put it on social media so you can see what we're talking about. It's really quite funny. All right. Finally, I want to go through book differences. We've talked at length about the despicable actions of Lin Xiaoyang and Mulan in the drama. But today, I want to do a recap of the events as they occurred in the book, which will actually give us more insight on Grandma Shou instead. In the book, Mulan and Liang Han don't have an uh, illicit tryst. All that happened between them was what actually was uh, the rumors that Lin Xiaoyang put out in the drama. Mulan fell out of her carriage on the way to the temple, and Liang Han, who was riding a horse close by, rescued her. He carried her in his arms for a long distance and then sent her back home to the Sheng family. Again, in modern day, not the biggest of deals, but back then it was not acceptable at all. Right, so this all happened when Grandma Sheng and Minglan were actually away. They come back to find the family in complete disarray. The rumors are apparently running rampant in the capital. Sheng Changbai's wife, Tai Zhaoyun, was the one running around dealing with most of the fallout because Madame Wang fell ill due to the shock. Not really about Mulan, but because her daughter Rulan's marriage prospects also were dashed. It's been about a month and Mulan and her mother have been locked up. Madame Wu, the Countess of Yongchang, has not even bothered to come to the Sheng family to discuss marriage. The Sheng family's reputation is basically on the brink of destruction. In the book, Grandma Sheng is the one who basically resolved the whole situation. Minglan doesn't really care that much. She does not have this whole revenge plot going on. All she cares is to like not marry Liang Han. Remember, in the book, Minglan is a modern girl who, I guess, goes back in time. So she has more of like uh, an omnipresent, um, omniscient view of everything that's happening. Whereas in the drama, we know all of this was her tactic to get revenge for her mother. She wanted all this to happen. And so it is a little bit different where the motivations are coming from. Mm-hmm. Right. So when Grandma Sheng learns about this whole situation, she actually asks Minglan how and if she should help out. Minglan tells her grandmother that in the end, she has to do what is good for the family. But Grandma Sheng must make uh, Minglan's father, Sheng Hong, truly beg for it. The two decide that Grandma Sheng will reluctantly agree after the fifth time Sheng Hong begs for help. Wow, fifth time. Mm-hmm. So, at the fifth time, Grandma Sheng reprimands her son for all of his mistakes for allowing Lin Xiaoyang to destroy the peace in the Sheng family. And similar to the drama, makes it clear that Lin Xiaoyang's actions have and will continue to impact his own career. Grandma Sheng informs her son that she will handle the situation, but Mistress Lin needs to be severely punished, and that might include death. Sheng Hong in the book actually says, that bitch deserves it. Even if she does die, her death will simply avenge the death of Mistress Wei, or Minglan's mother. In the book, Sheng Hong at this point isn't as in love or enamored with Lin Xiaoyang as he is in the drama. And in the book, the author actually describes Sheng Hong feeling hatred towards Lin Xiaoyang after realizing her impact 
to his career. Again, it's career. Grandma Sheng then has the servants drag Mistress Lin and Mo Lin out for questioning. Sheng Hong and Wang Danyangzi listen in, hidden in another room. Mo Lin really has this like actual scene with Grandma Sheng, which we do not see in the drama. Mo Lin immediately starts out and says, "If you want me to die, I'll die." Grandma Sheng does not even hesitate and has a servant bring out a white sash and pishuang, or basically a poison, and point blank tells Mo Lin, "Have at it." Then Grandma Sheng absolutely blows up at Lin Xiaoyang. In the drama, we don't see the two have many scenes together, and they actually do not talk face to face about this debacle. In the book, Grandma Sheng absolutely destroys Li Xiaoyang by laying out every single misdeed Li Xiaoyang has committed to help her daughter uh, meet Yang Han. And in the book here, we really see Grandma Sheng as this badass woman. In the book, Madame Wang does not ask for marriage, so the request to both have Minglan and Muolan marry into the family doesn't happen. So right now during this conversation. Nothing has happened between the Sheng family and、uh, the Count's family here. In the drama, Muolan mainly discussed her sister and sister-in-law about,、uh, oh my God, you guys need to do this for me. But in the book, she discusses her grandmother and, by proxy, her father, because her father's listening in. So here's what happens in the book. Grandma Sheng asks Muolan, "What did you think would happen if the Count's family doesn't want you?" Mulan has the gall to say the following: Madame Wang hasn't asked the Count's family. Why wouldn't the Countess want me? She wants Minglan, and my mother is better than her mother. You're my grandmother too. Why aren't you thinking of me? Why is it that everyone likes Minglan, even noble women like her? Why can she marry better than me? Grandma, you need to take pity on me. You're my grandmother. You need to help me. Have father go ask for marriage. If that doesn't work, also have Madame Wang go. My father is an official. This marriage would be advantageous to everyone. The Count's family will say yes. If my father loves me, he needs to think about my future. Let's dissect this. Karen, what are, what are your thoughts about this this、uh, interaction in the book? Well,、uh, I think it kind of. Brings to the forefront exactly what is implied,、um, and I think、uh, Mistress Lin says a lot of this because in the drama, Mulan isn't as blatant in her desires to exploit her parents and grandmother to her face,、um, but it seems like that's definitely not the case in the book. Yeah, Mulan definitely、uh, voices this out. So we actually get more of a character of Mulan here than Lin Xiaoyang. Sheng Hong in the back almost like keels over in anger after hearing this because he's been cautious his entire career. He's now hearing his own daughter disregard everything he's worked for for her own personal gain. Grandma Sheng coldly responds to Mulan in a way that has a lot more gravitas than I think what we've seen in the drama. She says to Mulan, "Growing up, the entire family." Knows how much your father favors you. The servants know it. Even Madame Wang knows it. As a Shunyu, you have everything that Rulan has. Who is a Dinyu? Look at the other Shunyus in the city. How do you compare to them? Truly, ask yourself: When has this family treated you poorly? 
You are so arrogant and ungrateful that you've risked this entire family. You spat at your father's love. You know, the biggest difference between you and Milan, she's grateful and knows what she can and cannot do. You want me to plan for your marriage? Did you want it? No. And Grandma Sheng then ends with this bombshell to the rest of the family and a pleasant surprise for Mulan. Fine. Madame Wong will not ask for the marriage. I will. And she does. The reason why I went through all of this is because in the drama, no one actually tells Mulan to her face that she is an ungrateful little bitch. Well, Hualan kind of does. But, but nobody says, as in the book, like, how, how dare you like, throw your father's love back at right. him? That makes sense. I really wanted to see that in the show. Watching this episode, I just felt frustrated because in the end, Mulan got what she wanted. In the book, Grandma Shun tells this to her face, uh, that she is ungrateful, and Mulan reveals her true colors, that she's a gold digger and will openly exploit her family to get what she wants. Grandma Sheng also made sure that Sheng Hong learned of his daughter's true nature, and we see just how strong this woman is, Grandma Sheng that is. She will first and foremost protect her family, even if her son and granddaughter messed up, but she will damn well make sure that everyone is punished. Grandma Sheng then orders Lin Xiaoyang to be banished to the countryside for life. Grandma Sheng, as shown in the book, is the rock of the family, and unfortunately, everybody turns to her when issues arise. Usually, Grandma Sheng doesn't care about the pettiness that happens, but she will fight tooth and nail for this family. The only one who realizes this is Ming Wan. The drama does an excellent job fleshing out the characters of Lin Xiaoyang and Mulan. They really come to life this episode as selfish, conniving women. But in my mind, the book does a much better job of fleshing out Grandma Sheng and the overall uh, dire situation of the Sheng family. It's no surprise that Sheng Hong and the rest of the Sheng family is doing well because, you know, ultimately, Grandma Sheng is the one who kind of pushed this along. In the book, again... Uh, portrays this much better, which is why I really wanted to dive deep into uh, the book's handling of the situation versus the drama's handling of the situation. Okay, so let's talk about why Grandma Sheng asking the Countess to agree to this marriage did the trick. In the drama, it's not explained super well. Grandma Sheng is the sole daughter of a well-respected marquis. Now, excuse me, I said duke earlier. It's, uh, she is the uh, sole daughter of Yongyi Hou, who is a mar marquis, not um, a duke. She still holds a lot of sway in the capital. She was raised, um, or at least has met many royal family members um, and is well-connected. But for her to ask for this marriage is actually both a slap in the face for the Sheng family because it's kind of embarrassing for the matriarch to ask for marriage. And then also, uh, she is showing to the countess that the Sheng family is very serious about the marriage. Even the countess, so the countess of Yongchang would think twice before refusing her. That's why in the drama, the Countess outright refused Wang Danyangzi because who's Wang Danyangzi, but did not refuse Grandma Sheng. I'm also certain um, that Grandma Sheng was able to kind of explain a lot of things away to make uh, Countess Wu feel more comfortable with the marriage. 
personally, I would have been like, you know what? Your son's on a, your son's a piece of work and all of the ladies in his household are going to be having a great time with this new mistress. So you should just let them have at it. That's what I would have said. Okay. Well, that was it for this episode of the story of Ming Lun. Um, quite a lot to discuss. And yeah, it was a rather long episode. As always, if you have any questions or comments, let us know what you think. Um, I certainly enjoyed learning about how the book fleshed out Grandma Shung. Um, had a great time watching some of the funnier moments in this uh, episode. But uh, let us know your thoughts. In the next episode, we will see uh, Lan marry off, but also see the uh, um, the downfall, the final downfall of Lin Xiangyang, which we are very excited for. The music you heard is the title piece to the drama, but in zither form with uh, sheet music written by Cui Jianghui and performed by yours truly. We will catch you in the next episode. <laughs>